Welcome to another uh, edition of the Coaches Show. Uh, the Centennial Cup is here. I'm joined by Bruins head coach and GM Jason Tatarnik. And uh, coach, you're at the rink every day, and obviously teams are here. There's all kinds of buzz. Just describe the excitement in town right now, especially at Affinity Place. It's, it's busy. Um, well, every team's practicing today, so yeah, we were up early. We practiced at at eight eight a.m. today, and then uh, teams have been on every hour. So uh, busy day for the rank and um, teams get to get on the ace for the first time. And um, so coaches are uh, poking around, taking looks at uh, other teams and uh, getting through their routines. So uh, it's getting pretty busy now. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, you know, your first goal, coach, was to to win the league, which you did uh, over Flin Flon in a hard-fought seven-game series. And now, obviously, your next goal is to win a national championship. So you just won at home in front of a packed house just a couple weeks ago. Do you, do you think you can kind of use that momentum and are your guys in the frame of mind that, hey, we just won at home, we won the league, now let's just carry it through and try to win a national title? Yeah, it's a place we're real comfortable in. Um you know, we're hoping that fan base is uh, well it's sold out. So hopefully, uh, all those seats are filled. Filled, filled I mean, and uh, yeah, like we, we're just going to take it one day at a time. Like right now, our, our our first goal is to finish in the top three. That guarantees you a spot in the quarterfinals, and then uh, maybe put yourself in a place for the semis. But as I said, our first goal is to get into that playoff uh, round, and um, so we're not looking past that. So. Uh, you know that first game's big, and the second one gets bigger, and as you go, they get bigger and bigger. So we just have to focus on uh, taking care of uh, what we have to do one game at a time, and just kind of look where we are in the standings in our group, and then uh, hopefully we put ourselves in a, a position to be in the quarters or the semis. Yeah, you just you're talking about the format there. So you've got two pools of five. So just to clarify, some people are wondering you got top three in each pool make it. So four teams go home right off the bat, right? And then you got the first place teams go to the semis and then two, three, two, three from the quarters. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And we'll cross over and uh then they'll reseed again after that and uh we'll go from there. Overtime rules. Is it overtime shooting in round robin? And what's the playoffs? What's the overtime rules? So in the round robin, it's three on three, five minutes. Uh, nothing's uh, settled. It goes to a shootout. And then once you uh, get into the playoff rounds, it's a uh, five on five, sudden death. Continuous, just like the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, good stuff. The way it should be, I think. Uh, okay, let's talk about your pool. I, I know you, you used the term underdog with me earlier in the week. I, I had a bit of a laugh at that, going by the rankings uh, to end the year, which are back in March. So did you want to comment on, on the rankings and kind of how you see your pool breaking down? Yeah, we're the underdogs. Yeah. Um, I don't know else how I can say it. We're ranked uh, 11th, and there's three teams ahead of us. So uh, uh, you have Brooks, uh, Longay, um, and uh, Red Lake ahead of us. Uh, so you know, according to uh, those national rankings, we'd be sitting fourth in our pool. So, yeah, we just have to dig our way out of that uh, spot and see what we can do. We're, we're going to be facing some pretty good teams here, so uh, yeah, we got our work cut out for us. Do you feel like you should be ranked higher? We're the underdogs now. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so Longay is number two. Uh, that's your first opponent Friday night. Uh, what kind of team do you expect in it? Uh, no, video is video. It's, you can only get so much out of video. Um no, they they move the puck very well in the power play. They they pressure on the penalty kill. It looks like they skate very well. Um, not a physical team, um, but that doesn't you know doesn't mean it bothers them. But uh, 
No, they're not. They're, they're not a team that finishes a lot of checks. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see them Thursday when they play Brooks, so we'll, you'll get a better feel feel for them and what they're all about when you see them at that. Uh, you know, on ice live. But um, from what we've seen, the their their skill. I had to do it. When I looked at Brooks today. I had to do a double take on some of the stats their top guys put up. So obviously ridiculous numbers, as you know. They lost six games all year. Uh, what kind of challenge do they present? Do you think? Yeah, a very skilled team. Move the puck very well. They're creative. Um, they pressure you all over the ice. Um, five on five penalty kill. Um, they, they have about five thousand faceoff plays that they use, and they're they're pretty good at it. So. Um, no, I'm joking about 5,000, but they, they legitimately have about nine or ten face-off plays that they run. And, um, yeah, they're a very creative team, well-coached, uh, been a top team in the country for a long time now, and they've been here before numerous times. And, uh, yeah, they're they're uh, a very skilled team. They're a smaller team. Um, and the big thing is uh, they haven't really had to play defense all year, so... Um, hopefully we we can get that opportunity to get some zone time on them and uh, see how well they play defensively. Uh, no, I guess if you're a good hockey team, I imagine they can play good defensive hockey too, so that might be a problem. But we, we see them on the last day, so we'll see them um, three times. And, um, you know, they're kind of in the back burner right now for us. Um, we'll worry about them when the, the time comes. And we have three teams we got to play before them, and, you know, if we go in three, it doesn't really matter what we do against Brooks. Just quickly uh, to round out the pool, Pickering and Red Lake, a couple teams from Ontario. What do you see in those two teams? Yeah, Pickering, um, they have some skilled guys. Um, they skate well. Um, their goaltender's uh, an ex-OHL guy, has some experience. And I think Red Lake's a team that will su- surprise people. Um, I don't I don't think that league gets enough credit. Um you know, I watched them skate today. They, they skate well. They have some big guys. Um, you can't take them lightly. Um, you know, you have to be respectful of that hockey team because they're, they're a champion. And from what I saw on video and what I saw live today at their practice, um, they'll 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 be a good team. So I think our, I think our pool we have our work cut out for us. Like like I said before, we're the underdog compared to the other three teams. So. Um, <clears throat> Even Pickering, um, I think even some people would feel Pickering's ahead of us too at times. So we're just sliding and sliding on down that uh, <laughs> that uh, the stairwell. So we we gotta climb up as hard as we can. <laughs> so those rankings that came out in March, those are those uh, like those determine the pools. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly how they do the pools, but I'll tell you this: like we're, we're going to a meeting tonight. And it, they, they use the rankings for tiebreakers. Um, yeah. I think it's number six on the tiebreaker. If it comes down to whoever's ranked higher in the rankings gets that nod. Um, and then I, I think there's just some dis- discrepancy right now about when you cross over who gets home ice. I think they're trying to base it on the CGHL rankings. And mm. um, obviously I have a problem with that and Flynn Fon will have a problem with that. And, and I, I think, those should be you play, and after the round robin's done, um, you go by your standings there because you know you've just played each other for the first time. Like, who cares about the rankings? This is live results. This is based on what you've done in your uh, in your pool. So I think it should be going on your performance at this tournament. 
um, we'll voice our opinion on that tonight. And um, yeah, so I hope, really hope that it doesn't go by rankings on the crossover. When you say home ice, the higher seat, is that last change? I mean, what else goes yeah. into that? Just yeah, last so, change. You know, that, that's you know, for some teams that's pretty important for us. Um, it doesn't really bother us that much. Um, we're not a big line matching team, or so. Um, but some other teams might have some concerns with it. So to to go by the rankings, I don't think that's the right way to go. Fair enough. Could they ever re, like redo the rankings after the playoffs, or is that too hard to do? I don't. I don't know who does the rankings. I don't know who's <laughs> responsible for it. So um, I don't pay too much attention to it, except for where the no number four in our pool <laughs> okay a couple more and then i'll let you go coach because i know you're busy right now uh a few other coaches uh saying that you know they, they watch video but they're saying you know until you actually see the teams up close in a game you really don't know what you got do, do you believe in that how much stock do you put in the video or did you have to wait it out and see one uh, i don't know i guess you've talked to a few coaches and some of them in our pool uh yeah a couple of them yeah <laughs> what did they say about us on video <laughs> they didn't really go into specifics but they were just saying look you don't really know what you're going to get until you see them up close were they impressed oh i'm sure they were <laughs> you're not giving me much no <laughs> no but uh no it's tough <clears throat> video <clears throat> you can pull things out of video right yeah. um but you truly don't know what the pace of that game is compared to the games you've played right so you really don't know until you're on the ice and you're you're going against that team, then you realize, okay, they are fast, or they're faster than what we expected, um, or they're more physical, or they're actually a bigger team than we thought. So, um, for example, I watched uh, Ottawa. Not a lot because they're not in our pool. Um, I just thought their forwards were really small, and but when I saw them here, um, their forwards aren't that small. Their defense are really that big. So the, the defense court was bigger than I thought just because I thought those forwards were really small. I just never looked up on their roster what their height height was, so probably should have did that. But, uh, you know, they're, they're a bigger team than I thought on video, right? So that's just one example. Um, so until you get into battles, you don't know how physical teams are in front of that. For example, teams could watch Flim Flon and say, you know, they're, they're kind of hard in front of that. But I can tell you how hard they are by playing them live. So that might be a surprise for teams because until you actually get into that one-on-one battle, you you don't know. Right, right. Uh, Mike Reagan, the Flint Flon coach, told me he expects a run-and-gun type of tournament that could be very exciting for the fans. Is that in your experience when you got the top teams, you know, uh, converging in one tournament? Do you think it could be we could get that as well? Yeah, I know when I, you know when I look at his pool, Ottawa will be a run-and-gun type team. Uh, Summerside's a, a very good team. They have some offensive weapons there. Um, Flynn Flon and then, uh, you know, Dauphin. So that, that, that pool could be wide open. And then Sue's a young team. It looks like they skate well. And um, when you're young, you just, you don't really care about too much, right? So I, I think even on our side, Brooks is going to be a running gun. Um, Pickering looks like they're a very offensive team. Uh, I think... There'll be some teams that want to play offense as much as possible, and I think we'll just stick to our game plan, how we've played in this rink, and um, I think we're very underestimated, or our, our, our defensive game doesn't get enough credit. Maybe the finals might change that, or our playoff run might change some views on that, but I think we can be a very stingy defensive hockey team if we want to be. And no air horns for the Flint Flon games, right? Is that a rule? 
Actually, there's no air horns allowed in the Centennial Cup. Yeah, they're not permitted. <laughs> no, that's fair. I'm being serious. Like, no, not, for yeah. sure. You know what? You know, you let off an air horn, and there's a person yeah. three feet from you. They're not expecting it. That's that's do some damage. And yeah. no offense, fans, but air horns are for boats and stuff like that. Uh, they're not meant for hockey rinks. They're not used in NHL rinks. Come cheer, be loud. I thought our fans were unbelievable in Game Seven. Probably my favorite atmosphere I've ever been into, and that was about air horns. Yeah, the air horn story is like a thing of the past, and, and you've, you've also put the moose leg on the back burner for at least another year or two. Uh, a couple more quick ones. Olivier Pouillot, is this the kind of tournament that he can really excel in, do you think, with his style of game? Yeah, I, I think there's a number of players that can excel, and um, he's one of them. And, um, he, he's, you know, everyone knows he's very dynamic. He has some offensive capabilities, skates well. So it comes down to the standard of the play for officiating too, right? Right across the country, the game is called a little bit differently. So I'm sure they'll have their <coughs> meetings and come up with a standard play, things they want to emphasize on. And um, I think it'll be called a little bit tighter than it was in our, our league playoffs. Um, now I'm not, and that's not to criticize anyone. Uh, I just think there'll be a few more penalties called um, through, like, you know, Hockey Canada will have that mandate. And I think guys like Pouliot, Etc. We'll have a little bit more room out there to be more offensive and have time to be creative. So, yeah, it could be a, a great, great tournament for him, but we'll see. Absolutely. Last one for you, Coach, and I was, I was talking to Pete Saragella about this earlier in the week, just how cool of an event this is for Estevan, really the first of its kind with this many teams being at a tournament like this. Just how special is it going to be uh, for you and your guys to be a part of? Yeah, just any national event special, right? And I, I told our guys many times, like, just enjoy it, embrace it. It's a, a great tournament, something you'll never forget. Um, you know, and for the city, you look at the economic, economic uh Spinoff, it's going to do for everyone here. It's, it's great, especially with the, the extra teams. And um, fans are going to be in for a real treat in terms of the, the caliber of hockey. So, you know, I really hope they keep the format uh, moving forward. I think it's an exciting one. And uh, and then how lucky we are to be the first team or the first host to have this format with this number of teams. I think it's just a, a win-win for everyone. And um, great for the community, great for players to be able to experience a national title when um, maybe with the old format they won't be able to do it. So good on Hockey Canada. Best of luck, Coach. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Another edition of the Coaches Show with Jason Tatarnik.